0: Welcome, welcome to our F3 podcast, where we discuss all things pertaining to faith, family, and finances. And remember, no subject is off limits. And no subject is not worth talking about. That's what I didn't say last time. Well, you said it. I said it this time. I I got it right. See, I repented, I got it right. (laughs) So we are your hosts today. Um, Dr. Lionel and Blair Sr. sitting next to my gorgeous, lovely, perfect wife, Jesus Jr. herself. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Jr. herself, Dr. Jasmine Blair. So uh, we got a good one for you today, as always. So we're going to be talking about preparing for marriage in the church. <laughs> preparing for marriage in the church, because, you know, uh, a lot of the divorces, in our nation, are happening in the church. So I think that if we properly prepare people, remind us all, Lord, prepare me <laughs> to be a sanctuary, pure and holy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tried and true. With Thanksgiving, <laughs> I'll be. Uh, let me stop because I feel the anointing. Mm-hmm. Um, whew, feel the anointing, but <laughs> for real, still got a oil on. Uh, that song got some all. the all got the song got a lot of oil on it. If you sing with the right heart, <laughs> but the point is, some of y'all need to be singing. Lord, prepare me for matrimony. So I was your
1: petty, <laughs> and you know it's true. <laughs> so fold your laundry <laughs> and buy your groceries. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let me stop. Let me stop. the a little bit? Oh, God. Yeah, that needs to be a song. That needs to be a (laughs) saw, But for real though We don't have I don't think See a lot of people Like and this is not applicable To all people But a lot of people They come into the church Already married Yeah you know, or like you got one spouse that'll get saved and then they convince the other one to get saved. Yeah, convince
1: or... the other one to come on to church a few times, which is good. That, yeah. That's a blessing to see families yeah. in church. But when it comes to those that are preparing, you know, maybe you're not there yet or, you know, you give your life to the Lord at a younger age. And, and you know, you saw more of this back in the day. You don't see as much of it now. But there's still a greater level of accountability when it comes to the preparation. Yeah. And this is what we got to stop doing. And and I know this is not popular. If these people don't attend your church, find out who church they attend. Yeah. It's not that you can't give counsel to people you don't know, because you know, the Holy Spirit works. He'll give you uh, insight and little nuggets that they may not tell you. But see, it's a whole different ball game when at least one of those people are, a member, I don't like that word member, but a member of your church, you know, part of your household of faith, a part of your congregation, because you know, know them. All right. You know, know them. And outside of the basics, you know, okay, do y'all believe the same? And you know, you're ready. This is a big commitment. It's a big responsibility. You have insight on their character, the type of person they are. And as the pastor, you need to be able to say, okay, like, look, you know you Patty. petty. Are you sure this is what you want to do? <laughs> Are you sure you're prepared for this? And we got to go in depth and stop asking just the basic questions. And I think I think that's actually something else we, we got to work on a whole book. Because I, I realize over the years, as we have talked to so many couples, there's a lot of things that people don't think to ask before marriage. For real. And it's not that you want to interrogate the person and and, and be picky with this whole list, but sometimes with certain things, you just think that somebody thinks a certain way, and it's not until you discuss it years on down the road, and it's like you believe that for real. I always thought blah 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 blah. That's how a lot of a, con- a lot of conflict starts, and a lot of marriages struggle because of unspoken expectations and unrealistic expectations. And I was reading a book once um, about marriage and preparation. And the author was saying how he was talking about things that he wished he knew before he got married. And he was giving this story about how when they first got married and, you know, things were great and they were happy and they were cooking together and cleaning all this stuff. And then he said about a month later, he said, oh, that's toilet totally ain't been cleaned. And he said, hey, babe, you going to clean the toilet? She said, I thought you was going to clean the toilet. Because the way he grew up, his mother always, you know, cleaned the bathroom. And she said the way in her house, her father was a plumber. So he was adamant about how the toilets were clean so that they would not have to be serviced. They would not have to replace the toilet because he was a plumber. He worked on toilets all day. He saw, okay, if these people just clean this toilet, I wouldn't be here in the first place. So he was real orny about cleaning the toilets. So a month into the marriage, they both assuming the other person's gonna clean the toilet. Right. And it's not until they have this conversation, they realize that they both had two completely different expectations. So using that as an example, there are many things that people get married and silently have an expectation for. It doesn't necessarily mean it's something that's uh manipulative or or something that is evil, a plot plan to premeditate as people, because of our life experiences, there's a lot of things that we just think. There's a lot of things we just assume, or there's a lot of things we feel just should be. And then you get a rude awakening when you realize your spouse then came from the other side of society, the other side of reality and customs and norms to what's normal to you was foreign to them. And like, what? No, I'm not doing that. You thought I was doing that? No, you thought I was doing that. And then that's where a lot of issues stem from. Now, of course, issues can start anyway, but a lot of issues stem from these unspoken and unrealistic expectations because nobody talked about these things. You just went into the marriage assuming things and then you're offended when you find out things are not going your way because that's usually the interpretation. Well, I feel like blah, blah, blah. Okay, but you never asked. You you just expected somebody to do something or or to not do something that you never verbally communicated. So that does just solve 50% of y'all problems right there because some of y'all just don't talk. But the reality is as far as the church, if you are counseling people. If you see this kind of conversation and dialogue is not taking place and you counseling people, don't just finish the sessions and say, okay, we've we've gone over everything. I think this is great. It's your job to kind of help start and navigate the conversation. Not that you tell them what, what should be because everybody's different, but if certain things are not being discussed, Pitch those topics, start that conversation, at least get the ball rolling in the right direction for them to start thinking and wondering and feeling about these topics. And see, the lack of this is also part of why we end up with situations like we talked about in our previous episode, where we have these abusive marriages and these abusive situations, like, oh, I don't want to get in people's business if you are willing, this is the point right here, this topic right here. This is the part where you need to get in people's business at the preparing part. That's where you need to get in people's business. Because again, They go to your church, you watch over their soul. If you're not comfortable getting in their business, you probably shouldn't be counseling them and you probably shouldn't be marrying them. It's that the preparation that you can even begin to see by the Holy Spirit, certain things. Okay, if you don't address A, B, and C, it's going to end up being D, E, F, and G, and H, I, J, K, L, M, and P later on. Yep. And certain traits and if you think about couples, past pastors, think about couples and families that you've counseled, especially the ones that you've married. If you're honest with yourself, when you think all the way back, the way went, yeah, I, I kind of saw that then. You know, I didn't want to be prejudged. I didn't want to be judgy or anything. But I, I saw, if you're honest with yourself, if you're honest with yourself, you knew then. But you didn't want to accuse. You didn't want to be judgmental. See, we've got the... We got to stop using our faith to be willfully ignorant. You, If you see those red flags, address them. Address them. Oh. Address them flags. Because if you don't, somebody's life might be on the line later on or their whole life be upside down and twirled in a circle because you saw those flags and you did not address them. You got to mm-hmm. address them. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about is, is the individual preparation. Because see, there's preparation for the couple yeah. as, as pending husband and pending wife. But then there's preparation as an individual. Uh-oh. And this is where the church really needs to increase the accountability. Because a lot of y'all, y'all ain't even single, right? Let me say that again. Y'all ain't even single, right? Y'all single, but y'all ain't single. Yeah, yeah, it's a simple on that one coffee good today because you can't be waiting for God to prepare you to be a husband or or God prepare you to be a wife And, and you dating this one that one and the third and you in and out of that one's bed that's not how you're single and you're waiting on God let me just put it out there that that's not how that's done that's not that's not it's not that's not how that's done.
0: Some folks they ain't single; they just horny. They they they. they well, I, just, I'm waiting
1: on God for my husband. He, he, so how you, are you know, waiting on God for your sense. husband in somebody else's bed? That I just.
0: I, you just some people. Some people they just want to get married so they can legally have sex, but then when when, when they when they get married
1: they realize they like, get their fix and they realize oh this is a real responsibility, ain't it? Yeah this is a lot of work to this thing. I, I don't know. And Hold they, up. And they say, Oh, I really want
0: to spend my my life with you, but really no, I just like the way you put it on me.
1: Basically.
0: <laughs> okay, that's 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 just that's just how it is. You just like the way that so and so puts it on you and 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 in in and, and, and you honey you need deliverance. Yeah. So so and yes, I said horny. You know, some of y'all use far more worse words than that. <laughs> so 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 don't judge me. I'm using your words. <laughs> I'm using your words. But 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 we don't prep people in singleness. That's and right. I'm not saying you have to be single forever, but you need
1: to learn to be successfully single for one year if you can't be look let me tell you something okay if you can't be successfully single for one year you're not going to be faithful and monogamous for the rest of your life you need to do it for one year at least for one year that's part of the preparation y'all men y'all know when that baby comes it's a six-week wait Mm -hmm. what you gonna do for them six weeks you can't keep yourself for six months, you're not gonna be able to keep yourself for six weeks.
0: There's a thing called semen retention, you better practice it. <laughs> Unless your wife is willing to please you in other ways that we ain't gonna talk about up here, okay? That's for a whole private seminar. Uh, that's for a whole <laughs> private seminar. Um, uh, but anyway, <laughs> some of y'all want us to talk about that kind of stuff, though. Some of y'all love this kind of stuff. <laughs> Um, and we'll talk about it at some point, but right now you need to learn to be successfully single. That's right. You know, and, 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 and I'm glad you brought up the men. Cause I'm gonna get on y'all men. Mm-hmm. Okay. When Adam, before he got his wife, come on, Adam was fulfilling his assignment. Mm-hmm. God don't give you a wife just so you can be happy. I know y'all think marriage is for happiness you know Woo! but it's not marriage is about bi- happiness is a byproduct should be a byproduct of marriage mm-hmm. but happiness is not the purpose of marriage no see see we we want the benefits mm-hmm. of a marriage okay but we ignore the purpose of marriage we want marriage for pleasure mm-hmm. not for purpose so therefore we end up making all these wrong choices because of how someone makes us feel mm-hmm. when really we should be so dead to our flesh and so alive in Christ, where if, if God say, Hey, I have this one for you, and they may not be your type.
1: Mm hmm. Okay.
0: God gonna give me what I want. God, I'm the you know, I'm and believing Satan for this. will
1: too. He just just yeah. wait
0: on it. Just wait on it. I'm believing for this kind of hub. See, this is this, this is where we gotta stop this too I'm I'm believing God for this kind of husband,
1: this kind of hub, and this kind of hub for what you ain't doing. Nothing. He got to be this tall and this color and make this much amount of money. He got to do this, have this texture, hair. Some of y'all women, this is ridiculous.
0: It is. You
1: know, I talk about these men how when they describe the type of woman they want. It sounds like a slave, but some of y'all women, when you describe the man you want, it sounds like a Ken doll
0: huh.
1: something that's just completely make believe and unrealistic.
0: <laughs> and some of y'all, especially y'all women, you want this white picket fence kind of marriage. But I remember when we got married, I mean, I mean, we already discussed the fact we won't have no normal marriage, we knew it, mm-hmm. we won't have no normal. White picket fence fantasy kind of marriage, okay? Yeah. We we got too much ministry to
1: do. Eating dinner at five forty-five every, every day. day as a family at the table, and we're hearing about Johnny's day. Yeah, like that.
0: That that won't I kind of that 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 won't our marriage. That may be your reality because you may not be doing a whole lot for the kingdom, right? Uh, or 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 you just or, or your assignment may allow that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be more nice but but for people like us who travel a lot you understand what i'm saying we travel a lot we homeschool our children you know all this other stuff you know we don't have a normal marriage and that was an adjustment in the beginning you know one thing to talk about is another thing to live it out and walk it out right See, see what I'm saying? But we we already, matter of fact, we talked about that in our singleness. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about that in our singleness. But you meant Adam was in the vein of his assignment. That part. Okay. Stay right there. Adam, about five minutes. No problem. Adam, hear me today. Adam was in the vein of his assignment. Mm-hmm. Adam knew his assignment. Right? And he was faithful at it for a while. Mm. Right? He was faithful at it for a while, but then when God got ready to expand him and increase him, that's when he said it's not good for man to be alone. Come on, come on. He says, I will give him a help meet. See, a lot of y'all want your wives to be a help meet, but you don't have nothing for her to help in. Mm. You have no business. You have no ministry. You have no vision. You have no kind of uh, direction or nothing. Okay, well, mm. what what do you, nowadays the roles are reversed? You can you got the women that that are the visionaries and the husbands be to help me. Like what is that? You understand what I'm saying? The roles are reversed because y'all men ain't in place. God gonna use somebody. He's gonna not use a woman because he's not gonna not not use a woman because a man ain't in place. Well you understand what i'm saying we should be in a position regardless of their five fold offices or, or 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 business acumen or accomplishments we should be able to cover our sisters that's right we should be able to cover our wives we should be, we are we should be we should rise up and be the protectors they shouldn't have they shouldn't have to uh mm. be be doing all that stuff come on but we have forced them in that position because we don't take our place mm. We don't take our play. and I'm not saying that women should just be some helpless damsels in distress either. No. Okay. You look at the female lions. Okay, the lioness do a lot of the hunting. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the male lion, you know, he's he he's the chief protector of the, of the of the pride. Okay, it look like he's lazy, and ain't doing nothing, but believe me, he'll rise up if you have to. So, 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 but, but, the, but, the point is. Is that you men, you need to get a vision for yourself, you need to get some direction, you need to get some goals you need to get you, need, you know, whatever it God call you doing ministry, you need to be working towards that you know if god or, or if called you to ministry. you need to be working towards that you have to give your wife something to do
1: she can't help you with nothing
0: okay so I'm... I
1: want to help me to help you do what to meet what need what are you doing that requires assistance? What are you doing that requires the fashioned skills of a woman that God created?
0: When God got ready to increase me, he gave me a wife. But I was already faithful. When she came into my life, she, it was I was already doing something
1: that, that she could help with i like, oh, oh, this what we do? Okay, yeah, okay. See, we could do this. Okay, we can do that. Okay, then we we can change this right here, and All that right. that'll make that better. That's that's why these women y'all want to be doing stuff. You got to give us something to do.
0: And that's and you and when you don't give her nothing to do, guess what? She's gonna go to the bingo hall.
1: She gonna start scrapbooking and <laughs> and, and and some of this other stuff. And, yeah, and those are not necessarily bad but, yeah. things. But you can even see, especially in some of the older generations with these couples, you can see these women. You know, you have these women in the church that become busybodies, that that become gossips. They're always in some, running around causing some mess because they're bored. They have nothing to do. Nobody gave them anything to do. So now they're going around starting trouble.
0: Right. Exactly recipe
1: for Jezebel anyway
0: it's like men even if your assignment even if your assignment is to serve in a certain area your wife's supposed to be helping me with that Mm -hmm. if
1: you're a deacon okay obviously the responsibilities are on you okay hey you know we're going to open a church we're going to do this or that we're going to meet with so-and-so we're taking some food by so-and-so's house something whatever the responsibilities are whatever your role or your assignment is
0: a lot of y'all men you're not doing
1: anything for the
0: lord you're that not doing part. anything for the kingdom but then you think you're entitled to a wife mm-hmm. the only the, the purpose of a wife not a woman wife that part the, the only purpose of a wife first and first and foremost is to be a help meet to her husband and then outside of that her assignment begins to emerge and blossom
1: mm-hmm.
0: right but in the beginning help meet right so if you ain't doing nothing then guess what, she she ain't gonna do that. Because mm-hmm. because because naturally she needs she needs you to give her something to do.
1: Yeah,
0: you understand what I'm saying. So
1: not as your child, as your yeah. co heir.
0: Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah, not as not as not as your slave because she's supposed to rule alongside you. That part. Yeah, the, yeah you may be over her, but mm-hmm. she's still alongside you. That part. You understand. You know, yeah, she may have to submit to you, but she's still alongside you.
1: Mm-hmm. She still has
0: the same rights and privileges. And she's supposed to rule alongside you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You understand what I'm saying? So because in the beginning, they both were called Adam. Yes. They both were called Adam. So, Ooh. Uh, yeah. That
1: messed some folks up right
0: there. Oh, yeah. They, they, both of them was called Adam. I think that's what, Genesis 5? Both in, in the beginning, both of them was called Adam. You know, she was called Eve. she was called Eve later, mm-hmm. but both was called Adam. It's a mystery in that I'm not gonna get into right now. Yeah, but the point is is that many of you men don't have nothing. All you have is paycheck and penis. Mm-hmm. Woo! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's about PP <pee-pee> loans. <laughs> PP. <Pee-pee. laughs> Paycheck and penis. (laughs) No prayer, no prophecy. Just paycheck and penis.
1: Minus prayer, minus prophecy. I'm just saying. uh, It It was a PPP loan. (laughs) Paycheck, penis, and problems.
0: Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, PPP loan. (laughs) Paycheck, penis, and problems. all y'all got to offer. Yeah. <laughs> you don't got nothing else, okay? No prophecy, no prayer, no promise, no protection, nothing. All you you got promiscuity, okay? That's you a
1: whole other episode. You
0: ain't got a promotion <laughs> from the Lord or from man, okay? That's a problem. Yeah. So, so some of y'all. All your all you can offer is a PPP loan, and it's a loan because that marriage gonna be temporary.
1: Mm, 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 mm. Huh? But see, I fought the church for this because when we were having this conversation the other day, at large, you know, I'm not talking about what people do in their congregation because you know we've met some people that are really good about preparing men for marriage, but in the body of Christ at large, it's not done like that. Everybody's pastor. Let me let me tell y'all men something. If you are a male pastor and your posts, your videos, your sermons are always about for women to be a good women, woman, how to keep a man, how to find a man, what you need to do for a man to love you, stop. Shut up. You need to redirect that same energy into coaching. First, you do need to shut up. And then assess yourself. And then if you choose to open your mouth again, you need to re that same energy into the men on how to be men, how to be leaders of their homes, how to be faithful husbands, how to be men of prayer, how to teach them how to raise their children up in the things of God as fathers. Come on now. We do, in, in the body of Christ at large, there is very little out here to prepare men for marriage. We've had so many women's conferences. I mean, everybody and their mama has a woman's conference. I mean, we had the, the No More Sheets movement. And I'm just like, okay, well, where is the male equivalent? We've got so many books on how to be a wife, how to be a Proverbs 31. I mean, The Power of a Praying Wife is probably one of the most selling books out there. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually they wrote The Power of a Praying Husband, but it ain't sold like The Power of a Praying Wife. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Right why are making women better wives will not fix the problems that men have it, it's it's not and see we've created a situation going into the previous episode mm-hmm. we've created a situation and i'm not yeah you still got people that won't listen but overall in the body when i scroll on social media i see women waiting on my husband believing god for my husband what These women are prepared and ready to go help somebody at large, and a lot of these men ain't for that. They're not looking for a wife. They are looking for a temporary fix. So now we have all these marriage-ready women, and we don't have enough like-minded men, compatible men. Right. So it's not that we don't have enough men. We just don't have enough men prepared and marriage-minded. So then when we get these situations like this previous one, we talked about, you know, with these abuses in these marriages, you got the the, the women, the woman, the first one turning their plate, fasting and praying. Wait, can we get some men turning their plate and fasting and praying, please? Facts. The woman ain't supposed to be the spiritual head of the family. Uh Uh-oh. You praying and, and fasting to try to see what God is doing for your family. And I'm not saying that God can't speak to you. Amen. You know, with you being there and ruling alongside him, hey, he might've worked a long day and he might be tired and doze off in deep sleep. And so now God done brought the dream or the vision to you. Okay. We're not saying you can't do that, but that's not primarily your role as a spiritual covering for your family. That is the husband's role. But see, we're not teaching these men to do that. A lot of men can't, when you listen to most men, they cannot define their role as a husband Outside of, well, I know I'm the head of my family and my wife and children, they supposed to submit to me. Okay, so what about the part that says, love your wife like Christ loved the church. Love your wife like you love your own self. Wash her with the water of the word. Dwell with her in understanding. I don't hear a lot of that. So did you just not read that part of the Bible or or does it not apply to you or, or what? Come on. Come on hello I mean it's just we, we don't hear nothing about that a lot of it it tells you love your wife the way Christ loved the church and to love her the way you love yourself so there's two different aspects describing the same type of love that you're supposed to give this spouse of yours mm-hmm. because I tell you what somebody that a man that loves himself ain't gonna beat himself oh a man that loves himself is not going to financially cripple himself He's not going to verbally abuse himself. He's not going to call himself stupid and an idiot and a screw up and some of these things that these women go through. Right. Christ died for the church. His love for the church, he proved it with the highest sacrifice. So if you well, I'm, I'm, I done done this, I done done that. Well, guess what? If you ain't dead yet, you all right. You, you, you haven't out-sacrificed Jesus. See, when you look at it this way, it becomes less about you and you more so see the sacredness of your role. That's the problem. We've looked at this over what makes us happy, over what's temporary, or, or how this individual can serve you. Let me tell you something. When Christ made the decision to carry out the will of his father and to die for the church, he didn't sit back and ask God, the father, okay, well, what can the church do for me? I need an itemized list of how the church is going to benefit me before I decide to die Come on. on the cross for the church. And if I don't feel this list serves me, then I have the option to walk away from, from this death that I gave for the, for my bride. But that's what some of y'all men do. Yep. Nobody should have to beg you to do if you, you love somebody, you ask them to spend the rest of their life with you. They shouldn't have to beg you to do what you're supposed to do. You ask them to be with you. Your love and your eternal commitment is a direct representation of Jesus Christ's love for the church. Come on. At no point did Jesus Christ get tired of the church. At no point did he decide that the church is not serving his personal purpose so that he's going to walk away. At no point does Jesus Christ stop making intercession for us. Come on. Come on now, at no point does he stop being our advocate because we don't act right. (laughs) So I'm trying to understand, at what point do you feel you have the option to opt out when you've made this covenant that is a similitude of the representation of Jesus Christ's covenant with the church?
0: Mm -hmm. All of y'all men who abandon your families, Come on. God going to get you. That's right. God going to get you. Mark my words. God going to get you. Because, see, you have left the void in a hole now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You've abandoned your divine responsibilities to your family. Because you are the representation of Christ to your family.
1: Exactly. To your husband and your children, and to your wife and your children.
0: I mean, I mean <laughs> to your wife and children. Excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Okay, because I'm not affirming anything.
1: ain't get on my neck. Okay, do you look like Christ? Uh-huh. Do you do? Does anything about you look like Christ? Don't mean that you're gonna be perfect, but does anything about do? Can we can we see Christ in your lifestyle? Or oh, we got to do like this, and we got to squint to see. Oh, oh, oh. There, it is, there, there it is. There, it is. There it is. No, we we shouldn't have to look and, that and, hard. And see,
0: and see, and see, like <laughs> like you said though, this needs to be discussed more in the church. The mm-hmm. men need to be addressed a lot more than what they are. We have a lot of women movements and mm-hmm. um, the days are coming. We're going to see more of it, mm-hmm. you know, but these men, because, because he got getting ready to raise up a lot of women. God yes. Show me this. He's getting ready to Come raise on. up. A lot of women and a lot of y'all brothers going to be looking crazy mm-hmm. because um, they're going to be operating independent from you because you're not even in position. You're not in position. You're not in position to cover them or anything. What do, what do you, what do you, you know, I remember Catherine Kuhlman, you know, her husband didn't want her to preach. Mm-hmm. So she had to choose between her husband and her calling, and she chose God and her calling. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if that woman would not have answered her call? how many people would not have gotten healed? Come on now, how many we, generals we reverence that wouldn't be here because they learned from her right, you mm-hmm. understand what i'm saying so so you know a, a lot of times see see we we tell people, oh you know when well, you gotta you know marriage is your first ministry, which is you know nowhere where? nowhere in the Bible where? But God, God give you a marriage because of your ministry. That part, okay. See, see, we got to get back to the purpose of marriage. So y'all, y'all just want the pleasures and the benefits. We got to get back to the purpose of marriage. What was Adam it doing first? with the husband? That's right. It starts with the husband. What was Adam doing first? I mean, the man was, you know, ministering before God. He was pleasing God. He was tending and keeping the garden first. Naming the animals. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Adam did all that. Okay, and then Eve came along when God wanted to increase Adam. Some of y'all not even doing the first works of singleness right. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay.
0: You don't don't need a wife.
1: Some of y'all getting married. You You
0: don't need to get married because you ain't doing nothing. Why would God add something to you when you're doing nothing? You don't need an addition. You 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 need you need you need a you need a you need a multiplication. That's right. You need to multiply singly before the Lord. That's right. You know, before he multiplies you, okay, with a family. That's right. Because Adam's Adam's primary job was to have dominion and spread God's seed throughout the earth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay? When God got ready to really increase Adam, he gave him a wife. Mm-hmm. That's okay? good. He gave him a wife. But a lot of y'all are not successfully single. You're not. You, 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 either you're sleeping around or you don't got no vision.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's going to work, coming home, going to sleep. Yeah, you know, so, 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 yeah, that's why some of y'all need to be single and stay single. But Oh, you know, I I got to have a wife, Uh, you know, oh, I can't keep myself. No,
1: you really don't need to get married because that's not going to fix it. Or
0: if you're struggling to keep yourself and you fight the good fight and you're successful, you're struggling to keep yourself. You need to make sure that you're doing
1: what God called you to do. That might be why you you, you can't keep yourself because you're bored. Uh-oh. You need something else to do. Uh-huh. Take your mind off it. You know, there's that old saying, I don't mind is a devil's workshop. Yeah. Uh, there, there's some truth to that. Yeah, keep yourself busy. You know, but this this really is an encouragement. I, was, I know some of we, y'all, we're not beating y'all up, but this is an encouragement yeah. to look greater at what you're supposed to do. Because truthfully, I believe, now this this is my opinion, this ain't what the words, this is my opinion. I believe if you have a troubled marriage at any phase, the authority of that man has the ability to shift that situation even more than that woman. Why? Because you have the ability to wash your wife with the water of the word. Don't tell her to wash you, it tells you to wash her. So even if you have a wife that is difficult at some point, by nature, God, by design, just as Jesus makes intercession for the church, Jesus sacrifices for the church. You have the ability to wash and purify her, and to present her back to yourself and God, purified.
0: There's a there's a scripture. I think it's I think it's in Numbers somewhere. I don't know if I can find it or not, but it's it's somewhere in Numbers, I believe, uh, where either Numbers or Leviticus, one of them, mm-hmm. but it says. You know, if a if a wife makes a covenant,
1: mm-hmm. right? If a wife makes
0: a covenant, yes, yes, yeah, you you know what I'm talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, if a wife makes a covenant with her, if if a wife makes a co- covenant, and on the day that the husband hears it and he doesn't agree with it, he has the power mm. to annul that covenant, right? And the same thing, if a daughter makes a covenant. You see what I'm saying? It was talking really about the power of male headship. I remember when I read that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I read that thing, I'm it's like oh, to be another episode. Yeah, because that's the power of male headship. Mm-hmm. And see, this is why this is why I believe women should be covered. I don't care what your office is. Right. Because certain things God it don't make a man better than a woman, mm-hmm. but it's certain things that God invests in the male. To protect the to to protect the female, Mary see, and Joseph. Yeah, you you see what I'm saying. Mary was birthing the Christ. Mary was birthing something that never been birthed before, but that was prophesied. She was birthing the biggest thing on planet Earth. But guess what? God gave Joseph the direction mm-hmm. for that wife and that child, that family. You see, so so. So, women, it don't matter. I, I don't care what your 5 foot office is, how great your mandate is. How many times Jesus visits you. Right. God God, placed, you know, husbands and fathers and, you know, even elder brothers or whatever for your protection because you're still a woman. I don't care how powerful your anointing is. Okay. The, the, the anointing doesn't change the fact that you have an have The anointing don't have a gender, but you do. Mm. For your office don't have an agenda agenda but you do mm-hmm. and i believe in lifting up our women you yes. know i got mostly daughters than sons you understand what i'm saying it's I'm about spiritual so so i so i'm a strong advocate for women in ministry strong advocate uh but 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 as the father mm-hmm. i am a protector i'm an encourager i impart. i lift up you see what I'm saying, but a lot of times, a lot of a lot of our sisters they get a lot of hate in ministry. Now. Yes, they do, and it, and it comes from men. Exactly, and it comes from men. So then you you're forcing these women to struggle in areas that they don't have to. Women wrestle in areas that they don't have to because you know you know there's there's the absence of male accountability. So then you wonder why the woman is hard all the time. You wonder why certain women, certain women, certain women. Mm-hmm. You wonder why certain women are hard, you know, because, because the ma- men have failed them. Yes, come on. A lot of these women apostles I hear who are hard, prophets, pastors. Mean. Mean is I don't know what, but a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times, is because some male in their life has failed them. Mm-hmm. Failed them. And now they are forced to still become who God called them to be. Mm. But there's a part of their walk, a part of their soul that has been hardened to protect themselves. Okay? You know, especially when you are, you know, especially you know, women just really started really, really, really coming to the forefront like that. You didn't see, I mean, I mean, you had your Iona Locks and you had your Jackie McCullough's, yes. You know, you you had your Juanita the Bynums, but those were far few and in between. You didn't see a lot of women prophets and bishops and pastors and apostles and you know all this other stuff. Now you starting to see a whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times our brothers. And our fathers and our husbands have failed Mm -hmm. the women. Yeah, that's real. And now they're forced to grow up without us. What what do you think that's going to produce?
1: These are Jezebel,
0: Jezebel. If, and that's a strong if, if she's a Jezebel, it's your fault. Mm.
1: If she's a Jezebel. Every hurt and mean woman isn't a Jezebel, though. We right. gotta stop throwing that term around. That's a whole other episode. A Jezebel. Stop calling everybody a Jezebel. You you make me think you a Jezebel.
0: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Jezebel was a woman, but the spirit has no gender. She is gone. I'm I'm tired of hearing about Jezebel. She has de- she's dead about and gone. A hundred books out there about Jezebel. 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 You know, everybody talk about Jezebel. Nobody talks about Lucifer. But anyway. Uh, or Baal. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Baal, Baal and Asheroth was Jezebel's God. Exactly. So then what you really need to be talking about is Baal mm-hmm. and Asheroth. That's what you need to be talking about. okay yeah,
1: Jezebel was a prophet. She wanted, don't say she was a prophet of God, though. Mm-hmm. And Jezebel fasted too. Did you know? Oh, okay, let, let, me, let me shut, up, shut Woo! up.
0: Jezebel was disciplined. Jezebel was disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> My God, Jezebel has so Jezebel more disciplined than some of y'all prophets. Last God. She'll call a fast in a minute. <laughs> okay. But uh <laughs> but anyway, you know, but as the church, we gotta do better in prepping uh of uh, um couples, especially men, because everything's supposed to start with the fathers everything. God God did everything from the male first. You Mm -hmm. notice Eve was fashioned from Adam's Mm -hmm. side. It won't the other way around. I'll talk about the first man and the first woman. He made Eve from Adam's side. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. So well, that's all you got. I yep. think this is a good place to end this episode. Definitely, this was good. A lot of meat in this. So, y'all tell us in the comments what you think. Definitely click the link, leave us a message. Yep. And also, if you've got a, a show topic suggestion, you can leave us a voice message and, and tell us if you've got a question, something you want us to talk about, something you've always wondered, maybe there's an ongoing issue. Let us know. We've got a couple a couple of topics.